You know what this is like? It's like those old movies we both love. Now I'm going to tell you my whole plan, and then I'm going to come up with some absurd and convoluted way to kill you, and you'll find an equally convoluted way to escape. Sounds good to me. Well, this ain't that kind of movie. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is... Luke. And... Ralph. That's right. And this is our epic top 10 films of 2022. That is all we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about movies and everything regarding 2022 in film. Um, and just that. We're not going to do recent discoveries. I uh, don't give a shit about anyone's lives today. All we're going to do is top 10 stuff. Um, and instead, I'll start with a question. But before that question, I should say, Luke, you're returning this year. You weren't here for our last top 10 last year. Mm, yeah, I was not. Yeah, I was like, why is this episode so short? I was going through the list. I'm like, oh, right. You weren't there. It was very pleasant. Uh, but you are here this year. I am. Yes. So with that, that in mind, what, was, uh, what do you think about films in 2022? How were the movies like for you in a year? In the year? Um, I'm going to tell you, it started off pretty slow for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, the good movies came out towards the other half of the year, I think. Yeah, that's always the case, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I'm fighting a lot of uh, recency bias, but I, I think I got my list down. Hmm. And you're happy with it? I can tweak it, but it's mm-hmm. it's as official as it's going to be. Nice, nice. What about you, Raf? What, what's your feeling on this year in films? Uh, similar situation. I, f- I feel like I watched nothing, to be brutally honest with you. Nothing oh, impactful yeah. uh, throughout the whole year. But very, or not nothing, but very you did a little lot of sports watching too. Very little impactful. Wow, how so? What do you mean? Meaning, I mean, didn't you uh, focus on other things a lot and not movies? Right? <clears throat> I mean, I guess I always start strong with movies. Um, but the problem is, there's nothing good. I always catch up, I'm catching up, you know, from stuff. Because mm, yeah. the problem, the the real problem is, like everyone wants to release everything, so you're watching not mm-hmm. only just movies but you're watching tv shows you're watching there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff to do yeah Yeah. video games and and it's the holiday season and it's just and if we were readers we'd be into books right right. exactly well yeah and just everything just collides you know at the last two months of the year and then and then then, well then we're and then i'm busy at work that's the reality you know and your father yeah yeah and all that other shit (laughs) last place stuff right exactly last place stuff (laughs) ready right Anyways, um, you forgot you had those uh, other occupations, right? 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 Yeah. So yeah, so there's there's those things. So then, I don't know. Um, I feel like the second half of the year, or the, at least the last three months, have for sure been way more impactful um, than movies. Like they, <clears throat> but I, I also feel like um, we were going back to the movies more now. Like it took the, it took the first half of the year for us to go back to the movies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like theaters yeah, wise, theaters yeah. wise. How about you? I think uh, well, this is a, a year. Uh, this is a return to our to what it was normal in movies. Uh, this is our first post COVID regular movie year. It came back. I would say pretty strong. Movies came out pretty strong. Uh, some of the movies that were postponed along the way, like Top Gun, finally came out. Things like that. Right. Um, uh, Marvel came back full force with three films. I think it was maybe was it four? I, remember. I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah, but they're like everyone's back in full swing, you know. And obviously, next year's gonna not stop. It's gonna pretty much be this. Uh, we're back to our regular ways. Um, so it feels a little daunting 
Uh, the only thing I would say that's worse than this, as far as the amount, is TV shows. I think TV shows came back stronger, I would say. But not that as a competition, but like, um, yeah, both came back in a huge way. And uh, I feel like I didn't watch enough. Obviously, I never do. I never feel like I've watched enough. Um, the, well, you know, we'll get into some of that stuff. But one thing I like to do is... Um, is talk about some themes because every year there's always something in themes like oh we surprisingly have a lot of these kinds of weird movies more this year uh one of the things that came back a lot surprisingly was uh horror movies i feel like came back pretty strong this i year. a thousand percent agree with you there yeah. um not just not just the amount of them but also good ones um here are some not all good but mind you but most of them are barbarian came out smile made a huge hit halloween ends even though no one liked it a lot of people watched it the black phone Bones and All, Wendell and Wild. We got X and Pearl as a double feature horror movies. Yeah. Hatching, Speak No Evil, the whimsical, funny Bodies, Bodies, Bodies came out. The Orphan First Kill prequel came out, which is pretty good. Prey came out, which I think we all saw. Yeah. Um, nope. The movie Men, which was a disappointment, but it was a big movie. Uh, Kimmy and then Mad God. Mad God being the, the weirdest one of them all. A lot of horror stuff going on. And I didn't mention many others, but there was a lot. Terrifier 2, also a huge one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, strangely, there was a trend of critically beloved filmmakers making films about themselves yeah. or the magic we have or once had for movies or both. We've had a lot of these lately, especially at the end of the year. We have The Fablements, right? Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah. We do that. Babylon by Damien Chazelle, right? Glory age of filmmaking, right? Uh, we have Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths by Iñárritu, which is a autobiography. It feels like one. I think he said it himself. Even the actor he picked for that movie looks a lot like him. Um, Empire of Light by Sam Mendes about the magic of movies. Armageddon Time, James Gray. Luke and I reviewed that one. Also very autobiographical to the filmmaker's time in New York. Petite Maman, we also reviewed here. Celine Scamma about a little girl. Kind of resembles a lot like her and being a mother as well, probably. And as a joke, I threw in the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, hello, autobiographical to Nicolas Cage. Obviously not true, but it feels like it was. Uh, last in themes is like I think Murder Mysteries also came, had a big comeback with Glass Onion, Decision to Leave, uh, Death on the Nile. You just named the first top three there. Yeah. I feel like there was more, but yeah, I feel like that came that came back pretty in full swing. Yeah, yeah, I think I can't I can't escape glass on you to save my life, but that's because you, you, you can't escape it. Yeah, oh, the the Morbius. Jesus, we got Morbius this year, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's number one, right? That's one. I don't think I even wrote Morbius anywhere in this entire uh, thing I wrote. I uh, I almost convinced somebody to watch it, and uh, I almost I mean, on a whim, not a, just not a funny? chance. No, 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 I mean, no. yeah. Did you guys keep track of how many movies you watched? I always do. Or, I mean, mm. I always do in a weird way. So, luckily, I have this podcast to tell me what I watched because I'm pretty good about saying. Mm-hmm. Except for comedy specials, I do usually tend to avoid comedy specials. I don't put those on there either. Right. So, um, but, yeah, so I do that. And then I, I do, I, again, I do good in spurts. So, I do great at the beginning of the year. So, do you have a rough estimate or do you have an exact number? No, I have the exact number. Oh, uh, of new movies for me? Of movies yeah. in 2022 that you watch from 2022, I mean. Oh, from 2022? No. Oh. I'll, get, I'll get you that list right now. Give me a second. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Uh, by, what about you, Luke? Uh, mine is low. Uh, I was surprised I actually broke 50. I'm no, at 56. That's not which bad. Which is still like a movie a week, essentially. 
Yeah, that's like a movie a week. That's not bad. I, yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty it's normal. way above average. Yeah. Yes, it is above average. For a movie industry, for such a big money industry, it is above average. But you'd think that more people would watch even more movies because of how many we're making, but no, not the case. I'm at, I'm sitting pretty at 95. I wish I broke 100, and uh, obviously I'll keep watching movies from this year, this last year, but um, but like it's it's done now. The count is 95 um, as of right now. Um, well, after that, I gave you enough time. No, it did not. <laughs> um, stall, stall. I'm not a stalling ac- expert. Uh, no, there is a movie. Oh, anyway, um, one thing that I was really bad about, and I'll get to this later after our top 10. Man, I didn't see enough documentaries. I think I saw like one documentary. Maybe. Uh, honestly, yeah. Same Pretty bad on docs. Pretty bad on docs. There, uh, there's one. I'm, I was hoping I could get a chance to see it before. Okay. But it's still just doing the uh, the uh, the festivals right now. Oh, Six- but it, lo- it looks mm-hmm. like a good one. Yeah, sixty-six. Sixty-six. Yeah. A religious number. I see. Yeah. Wow. Three more. It would have been nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. To be honest with you, uh, so yeah, I just I just chose to. I had the opportunity since last podcast, so the last two weeks to watch it. I decided to rewatch a movie instead. I rewatch and I tried to, I tried to rewatch two movies to see where mm-hmm. how I would fall with them. Yeah, because I wanted to see if uh, they were going to change in positions. And then, um, and uh, and then I was, I, but I chose not to watch anything new. I was about to watch, and I decided to go against it. So I could have watched probably like three. I could have actually, I, I would have watched. Easily three movies. Yeritu's Tar, and I would have watched that. Um, yeah. um, the, what's it called? Uh, what's the one you were saying? Broker. So, Broker? I don't know that one. Is it called something else? <laughs> I think it's called Broker, no? Uh, I don't know. I, well, I don't know what the It's the sequel is. to Broke. I don't know Broke either. Or, yeah, anyways. I mean, I do be broke, but that's not the same. Um, okay. Without further ado, how about we start with the top 10? Uh, I did not think of the order until right now. So why don't we start with the guy who wasn't here last time, Luke. Do you feel lightheaded, Charlie? Look at me. She's trying to help her. Who? Ellie. She was trying to help him. She just wanted to send him home. Do you ever get the feeling? People are incapable of not caring. People are amazing. Yeah, you. how about you start us off this time? So give us your number 10 film of 2022. All right. So this is going to be a weird one, I, but I just had to include it. Okay. Weird, the Al Yankovic oh. story. Oh, it's right away. Remember that? Right away. I, I had to. It was funny. Okay, first, musical biopics are one of my things. I love them. Mm-hmm. This is a, a satirical biopic. Yeah. <laughs> Very loosely based on Al Yankovic's like, uh, life. So ever loosely. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's funny. It's just the perfect movie. I don't know. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'll probably watch it again and again. Oh wow! Have you rewatched it all? No, not yet. I've seen it twice already. Damn, so. there you go. That works. That works. Um, 
All right, so your number 10 is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, yeah, check it out. It's on Roku, by the way. Roku TV. Yeah, that was the only weird part about it, is trying to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's this commercial. Weird T-Mobile commercials from Roku in between. Yeah, right. Weird. All right. Um, why don't we go with Roth on, on the next one here? Wow, All right. Number 10. Man, my number 10 is going to be probably a classic in 10 years. Okay. Makes sense. And uh, bear with me, by the way. And I put the movie up that I was talking about. It's the Nicolas Cage movie, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Nicolas Cage movie, Face <laughs> Off. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's. Um, years, bro. So, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure nobody else has it on their list. And oh. um, it's semi recency bias, but I actually had my fill um, this year just watching this movie. And I didn't have to watch my normal staples of the year. Uh, that being said, my movie's Violent Night. You're kidding. Really? Yeah, no, I'm, never not, I, I'm telling you, this movie's going to be a right. classic in 10 years. It's going to be a Christmas staple? It's I gonna think be a so. I honestly feel so. I feel yeah. for all the action people in the world who like the diehards, which mm-hmm. is a Christmas staple for me. Right. Um, the Home Alones, which, of course, is very bloody. Um, hella bloody. <laughs> hella bloody. Um, that, that is like, I think it's, it's going to be one of those type of movies. Um, it's it's up there. It's uh, right. really good casting. Also, I think so um, for like the, the top two people that are in it. Yeah, such callbacks to any other hot Christmas movie. Um, it's fun. It's different. It's uh, bloody. It's everything you want in an action movie slash a Christmas movie. Um, not everything in the Christmas movie, but it's it's there. It's up there. Um, and uh, if you don't think so, you're crazy. So. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't say. But I want to see it more now. Yes. Definitely want to see it. But now it's going to be in my honorable. I'm not my uh, uh, mission list. My, my yeah, my missions is going to be on there now because like I didn't know what's like. Um, I will check that out. Violent Nights in theaters right now. I think right now. Um, all right. My, we never played the game of guessing. Do we want to guess? I just thought of that now. And you know what's funny is that I thought about that right now. I thought about that too, but I think. We should guess after the like first the five, year. maybe after the six. Maybe, maybe we'll the see. last five. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we'll we'll have a pretty good guess of what we're gonna have. Yeah. All right, we'll guess in the last five. Yeah, the last five. Let's see if we don't rem- forget that. All right, my number ten here, and I wrote a little thing for everyone. My little ten, my my little ten, my number ten is Crimes of the Future. Ooh, you guys remember this movie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who could forget who can exactly part of the part of its uh, memorability is why it's on here uh humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations with his partner caprice saul tenser a celebrity performance artist publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances this film is both horrifying and painless as a continual testament for the filmmaker's view of the world over the years. Breaking the story down to elemental components, the question be, the questions being asked by crimes of the future are common ones of our world. Its current state, its ties of fashion and normalcy, its imperfections. By using this horror future, where most of humanity feel no pain and surgery is a new sex, only an artist of this timeline can successfully serve as a marker of how far we've fallen. This film is visually striking and polarizing. You want to look away, but you often can't. While definition of beauty does change the times, uh, change with the times, one can't help but wonder if the following is what the film is asking you. If we evolve to no longer feel pain and begin growing superfluous organs and tumors as a result, 
then how can we know our limits or worse, how perilous a situation or event will be? And that is what I think of my number 10. Crimes of the Future. Check it out. It is not streaming, I don't think, but it's... Uh, oh, wait, no, it's not streaming on Hulu. I did see that recently. Yeah, last I saw it was Hulu. Check it out. It is a weird movie. Not for the faint of heart. Pretty horrifying. Um, pretty graphic. Uh, all right. Uh, Luke, yes. you're number nine. All right. I'll pull this up. My number nine is... Nope. Mm. Nice. It's Jordan Peele's yep. list for me. Uh, yeah, I still think about this movie, and it's really good. I did pick it up, I think, on Black Friday, so I'm happy I have a physical copy, I don't which know. I'll just keep as a digital copy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you're selling your physical one? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe. One day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, it's a great movie. It's an awesome little twist, and... <sighs> When they say the the title in the movie, it's the best possible way. Yes, it, you're not lying about that. Title, yeah. Might be the best title of all the movies, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I said for maybe one, but yes, yeah, best title. Yeah, De- definitely kind of out of the blue. At first, they played. I mean, they played a lot of these trailers like every single time I went to the theater. Mm-hmm. To the point, I just got tired of it. But I was like, I got to see this. Yeah, and I'm just not disappointed. Yeah. So uh, also crazy horror visuals in that movie with the monkey Amazing. in the house. And, and the, the saucer. Very good stuff. So that's Nope. That's a great nope. movie. We all love it here. We all reviewed it. Uh, I didn't think of this until right now. No, it's too late now, but I was going to, oh, I should have put all the episode numbers where we reviewed that. Whatever. Yeah, another day. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I think we said that every year. <laughs> Keep forgetting. Uh, all right, Ralph, you're number nine. My number nine sticking to action. Um, mm. I dug the fuck out of Top Gun Maverick. Oh my god, yeah? It's such a good action movie, and it's what's funny is that, man, they did a fantastic job of going like, enemy? What enemy? No country enemy. No country, no flag Bang, 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 bang. Did you say uh, political? I don't think so. Did you say, um, what's it called? Uh, Cool action scenes and G's, G's, G's? I got you, buddy. Um, It's it's a fantastic movie. Oh, G's. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's it's after 30 years, he's hmm. still pushing the envelope. Obviously, the beginning of the movie is kind of, like, ambitious in the movie. Hmm. Um, very ambitious. And it's kind of cool to see something different also, right? But he's also this uh, guy who doesn't want to, like, he he's dedicated. He never wanted to do anything more than what he does already, even though he's, he gets past the promotions and all these other things. Um, I just feel like it's it's. It's a cool, like, modern movie or modernish movie, right? To explain, like, mm-hmm. he's obviously, like, a relic, but a still-needed relic, and, you know, he still teaches lessons and stuff like that. But it's fun, man. You gotta love Tom Cruise for just making this a badass movie. Um, action-packed, um, and still, like, feeling um, he, feeling young, because the guy's not, not as young. <laughs> not that young. No. no um, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's uh, just, it was probably the the best movie to watch this one of the well, one of the best movies to watch this year in theaters. Um, everything loudness, uh, visuals, uh, it's just great. And I happened to catch it again. Um, I saw this. I saw the movie twice, and the second time was still just as fun as the first. To be really mm-hmm. honest with you, I didn't. Uh, I didn't thought. I think it's not now. I should have put it up the top ten blockbuster movies. But this is number one of the year. This is the seven hundred plus million dollars I made mm-hmm. in the states. It's number one blockbuster <laughs> film. Yeah, it's number number nine. It's pretty great. 
Uh, great spectacle. That one, for sure. For sure. My number nine is, I don't think you guys have seen this one, um, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. You guys know this movie? No. Sounds like a dog. That's not like a dog. An acclaimed journalist turned documentarian goes on an honoric, introspective journey to reconcile with the past, the present, and his Mexican identity. This is a film from Mexico. It's made by Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, the filmmaker who brought us Birdman, and Amores Perros, and 21 Grams, and Babel, and The Revenant. So Half those movies are good. I'm kidding. They're all, most like almost all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I think uh, over the years I've grown to obviously be, just admit that I like his style. <laughs> just admit it. I just like his movies. I do. And this one more so than the last few, I would say even. Um, Bardo's great. Let me quote what Bardo actually means. I got this from Wikipedia. In some schools of Buddhism, Bardo is an intermediate transitional or liminal state between death and rebirth. In Tibetan tradition, when one's consciousness is not connected with a physical body, one experiences a variety of phenomena. These usually follow a particular sequence of degradation from uh, just after death, the clearest experiences of reality of which one is spiritually capable, and then proceeding to terrifying hallucinations that arise from impulses of one's previous unskilled actions, unquote. Uh, That is the definition of what the movie is talking about. This is one of those movies. That is autobiographical. A big filmmaker making an autobiography. Like I said earlier, he basically hired, uh, got an actor who looks a lot like him to portray a character that is also very like him. And dealing with success, old age as well, family, being from Mexico but living in America for the last 20 years, making movies here, just like that character, has a lot of that duality in there. Um, Beyond that point, you know, with the definition of Bardo being between two different states, right? Uh, the movie has a lot of this, and it's very weird. The movie is definitely weird. Heart, weird, long, beautiful looking, a lot of money in this. I think Netflix just gave him a blank check, and he took advantage. It's one of those movies. Nice. Uh, the movie has a lot of in-between things, like um, his baby who was born and then decides to go back in the womb, so between a state of born and unborn. An interview he was supposed to be televised for, a televised interview he was supposed to go for, that he imagines that we, like he doesn't go to and then he has a conversation with the anchor that he should have had on screen and like do you know if he had the interview or he didn't mm-hmm. is it a metaphor for having the interview or not it's like a movie has a lot of these things dead or alive right uh being mexican or american uh, has a lot of these points of view very interesting stuff i really liked it, especially you know being from mexico uh the spanish is really excellent by the way i think they got actors straight from mexico you could tell the difference um but this film is about the, the place between fiction and reality, I think, is the highest thing. Mm-hmm. And the people whose job it is to tell the stories. Fiction is designed to demonstrate an angle and angle in truths otherwise unthought of before, while reality presents as vast and complicated and virtually unattainable as a story being told or shown. The grand scope of this film is what I love most about fiction. So, yeah, it lands on my number nine. Bardo, check it out. It's on Netflix, guys. Highly okay. recommend. So, why don't you look now? All number right. eight. Number eight. Top Gun Maverick. Hey. Are you kidding? Hey, I'm not. No. Our first double. Uh, <laughs> Already. Uh, yeah. I mean, fantastic movie. Amazing action. Apolitical as fuck. No <laughs> as Hollywood fuck. wokeness in this <laughs> one. Oh, you know, but it doesn't matter. Uh, wow. Typecasting. What's his face? Glenn Powell is making movies with <laughs> as a pilot because he had two in one year. Did he? Yeah. The devotion was the other one. 
Oh, I didn't see that. I think. That's why. I didn't see it. Kind of yeah, fun. but overall, just a fantastic, fun action movie. This is like the popcorn flick, the summer movie. Agreed. 100%. Yeah, that was, that was a Tom Cruise like just nailed it. Yeah, yeah uh, I agree. Old man yeah. Tom. Yeah. Old man Winters. <laughs> all the G's. Yeah, and, he probably uh, also all the G's in reality. Amazing tie-in with the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's why they postponed it. It wasn't COVID. It was just yeah. that. They just need to get those planes and flight simulator. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing, you know, they brought in uh, Val Kilmer. That mm. was an awesome little thing. It was great to see him on screen again. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, so that's your number eight, Top Gun right. Maverick, the Maverick. Um, we're on to Rob's number eight. Uh, my number eight is a movie. Actually, my first movie of the year. Uh, Luke's first, first movie of the year as well. Because we went together to go watch it. And that's uh, Bell. Um, oh. My short list. Yeah. So I I dug this movie more than more than I, as I thought about it. Um, I feel like um, I've always liked this, this guy's movies. Uh, what's mm. it called? <clears throat> or this is, a, is it? It's his movies, right? The same director, uh, Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah, the guy who did uh, the girl who who leapt through time, leapt summer through wars. Time, yeah. right? I almost said walk. Yeah, summer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, i i dug the I dug the story about this movie, and obviously, I dug the the music. The music was great, um, and I remember just like really liking the music. Um, I felt like I felt like the story was good enough to it was like it did a great job of staying local to to her. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, globally, but not, but it, it, sadly, also very local. Um, in, a, in a weird way, right? It was global, local, um, in a weird way. But nonetheless, I think it's, I thought it worked great, um, and it was a really cool story, even though it's technically like Beauty <coughs> and the Beast. But it was has a point. Um, yeah, Mel, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's uh, I, I dug it. I, I dig the what's animation in this movie. Uh, the music's fantastic, and the story was a. Uh, Heartwarming is a weird, not not the word I would use, but it's definitely um, it's definitely like cool to see like like putting yourself up, you know, in front of uh, for others, or in front of others, right? Um, before others, should I say? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I, I dug it. I dug it more than I thought, and as I kept thinking more about it, um, I listened to the music, and it just I liked it overall. It was a it was an impactful movie that still kept me throughout the whole year. So reminding me, even though it came out like I think we saw it in January. Yeah, um, I, it was. I think my first movie that I saw that year. Yeah, I'm. It's the first movie I saw this year for sure. First new movie of the year because I was catching up to movies from last year from the year before. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that's my number, what are we, eight? Uh, yeah, that's your number eight. And that's an animated film from way earlier in the year. So congrats on the non-recency bias. Thanks, buddy. Just saying. Uh, speaking of recency bias, my number my number eight is um, a film we reviewed here pretty fucking recently. It's uh, Decision to Leave. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, yeah. A detective investigating a man's death in the mountains meets the dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing. This is by Park Chan-ok from South Korea. I love this moment, as I said before. Decision to Leave is a neo-noir film that is about an inspector investigating a murder, but it's really about the romance between him and the victim's wife. The blending of mystery and romance is what makes Decision to Leave unique and fascinating to watch. Kind of uh, in a Hitchcock way. 
you know, we compare this movie, I think, in the review for with uh, Vertigo um, and that other one, Rear Window, Rear Window, yeah. Um, at least I did. It also sets up for a series of choices and events that will inevitably lead to heartbreak. The playful and precise filmmaking helps show the film, the full picture, sorry, of a driven man and a surviving woman experiencing some tenderness, sympathy, ego, and mania. A wonderful and bittersweet tale that begs you to watch again because you will miss shit the first time around. Um, but in a good way, I feel. And I made it my number eight, Decision to Leave. Noir, Mystery, Murder. I've got to have one of these in there. I love, <laughs> to. I love This is catnip for me. Always been. Always been. Uh, we're on to now our number, what, sevens? Number seven. All right. Luke. Uh, <laughs> super recency bias for me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Babylon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Just saw it a couple of days ago. Had no idea how much I would like it. Then I found out who the director was, and I was like, oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy from Whiplash. David yeah. Chazelle, yeah. yeah. David Chazelle, Whiplash, La La Land. Um, first Man. The First Man, yeah. That's the other guy and Madeline on a park bench. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. But. No. But, yeah. Um, I mean, okay, let me see what the synopsis is. A tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. Ooh, depravity. Depravity. You know, missed me on this movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, pitch us both because we both haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't so, seen it either? I thought you saw no, it. No, no, I saw it by myself. So we have it, different options. It takes to. Oh, okay. <laughs> It takes us to, it's pretty much about three main characters. Brad Pitt's character, Margot Robbie's, and Diego Calva's character. Brad Pitt is essentially the famous actor. He's made, he's got the money. And it's the transition of Hollywood from uh, silent movies to talking movies. Oh. He's just not cutting it. Margot Robbie, she is just a girl from like New Jersey or something like that. She's not elegant. She's not classy. And uh, she's a great actress, but she does not fit in. But she, you know, in this world. Yeah. And then you have uh, Diego Calvo's character as Manny Torres. This guy wants to be in Hollywood so bad. He wants to be a part of the movie making process. He'll do whatever it takes. Whatever? <laughs> this man, like in one of his, like, his first things to try to prove himself, steals an ambulance to get a camera to a, a film set. Just so he can, just so the director can get the final shot, right. <laughs> and so he could beat traffic. Each of these people could have their own separate movie, and it would be amazing. But they just mix in all three of them, and how they all intertwine from the same time. How one was at the top went down to the bottom, one kind of leveled out, one person just went to shit. It's nice. crazy. It's Ooh, good. I, I want to see it. Um, yeah. I was. I didn't know anything. I don't know anything about this movie. I'm not it was about the golden age of cinema. Yeah. That's all. It's very. Yeah. It's yeah, the, the, the. I know there was like a it's really not like old... singing in the rain. By the way, doesn't that the same plot about? <laughs> yeah, you know, the that... movies going to. Yes. Talk. Yes. That's kind. Of, and it's funny because they actually referenced that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to tell you. Uh, okay. That's at the end. So that's throw throwing. Yeah, I do want to see it. I do like. Yeah. The only thing is, it, it's a long movie. I bet. Just so, shy of it's three hours and like nine minutes. Is it really? Oh, yes. yeah. That was like two thirty or something. No, like that. it was well over three hours. All right then, but, it's fine. So That's empty fine. your bowels before entering the theater. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, I went through Avatar with no problem and no need to pee after either. Um, okay, that's your number. What is that? Seven. Seven. 
Number seven, Babylon, currently in theaters right now. Uh, Ralph, what is your number seven? What? No. Um, <laughs> Welcome to kidding. the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My number seven, I was just getting it up, but I couldn't figure it out. Not, and then not in that way. Can't get it up. Okay. <laughs> not in that way. Got it. Got it. Barely my number seven, got it. barely, barely, I but I caught it. it. My number seven was probably my, it's, it's, I don't know if it's my most out there. I don't think so. Anyways. Um, okay. It's, um, my number seven is Athena. Um, oh. I actually dug the fuck out of this movie, and I'll read the quick synopsis, which is hours after the tragic death of their youngest brother in an in unexplained circumstances, three siblings have their lives thrown into chaos. And this is uh, directed by Romain uh, Gavras. Um, we don't usually see stuff in uh, Greece, right? That's where they are. Uh, I thought they were in France. Is it France? I thought it was, oh, it was France, yeah, because they're all revolutionizing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Revolutionizing it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just the way I see it all the time. The, but they're um, so getting kicked his ass and uh, kicked their getting their ass kicked in movies these days. This year. He, Black Panther in that movie. And there's yeah, movie. Right. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I dug the fuck out of the way this movie shot. Um, a, a lot of the, just the perspectives the movie takes. Um, I like how every brother is um, is so different from each other, um, which is just. I mean, hmm. everyone's so different, but at the same time, everyone still has like that respect. It's weird, right? Um, that 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 they to the respect towards their 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 mom, towards their family, hmm. towards each other, um, and uh, and it's it's just so so interesting to see. Um, also, it's just it also reminded me a lot of like in a weird um, apocalyptic way, uh, Demolition Man. Um, of just like the setting, yeah, yeah, um, you know stuff like that, where it feels, um, and it feels like uh, it could, like uh, this, put like potential future or whatever, you know, like everyone portrayed the nineties going to be like how the future in the nineties was going to be so bad, right? Yeah, um, very similar in this aspect, but this is like current times <laughs> instead, um, and it's just like we're tired, and it's a lot of the the theme is very much we're tired of being. Just being, you know, not portrayed, not shown, not anything, you know, not cared about enough, um, and that's a lot of that. It's very much uh, worth it. I think that's just the theme overall in the last couple of years, in just general, the world. We're tired of dealing with a lot of stuff that the norms have been right, um, and that movie I think does a good job of explaining that too. Um, and then when they finally bring it up, it's like, yeah, it's fucked up. You know, it's really fucked up. And then uh, you're trying to get it from multiple perspectives. Um, and I think the movie does a really good job. I thought, uh, what's it called? I thought it was nice. It was short and sweet, too. It was like <laughs> hour 40. Yeah. What's that in the movie? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> Papa would say almost the perfect time. Um, but that's only me and you know. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. that's uh, I, yeah, I think it was, it's, it was more uh, in, influential than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I, yeah, it's just one of those movies I really dug the fuck out of. Even Ashley, once when she just came into the room, yeah. to watch it, she's like, "What are you watching?" And then she was just like, sat, watched it. Normally, that doesn't normally happen. Yeah, um, she usually just fends, moves on, yeah. moves on. Yeah, very much so. <clears throat> um, so yeah, my number seven is Satina. Cool, and that's on Netflix, guys. Correct, it is Correct. a porn picture from France. Um, all right, that's a great one. Check it out. Uh, that's the one that Roth missed out on that review. I think you were out sick that week, and Luke and I reviewed it. Oh, yeah. That was that week. Yeah, yeah your butt stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your butt stuff. That sounds way kinkier than it is. All right. Uh, my number seven. 
Uh, well, Rob tried to top me here by saying, oh, his is the shortest movie on the list, right? They have to be. Mine's is only 72 minutes long. My number seven here. I didn't say it had to be. I'm just saying. It seems like it was. You seem pretty proud of that. Well, I'm pretty proud of mine. 72 minutes. <laughs> My number seven is a French film also, Petite Maman. We talked about this before. This came out number one March, April. Mammoth. Maman, right. I'm going to start with a quote here from a critic named Edie Henderson. We forget a lot of, quote, sorry, quote, we forget a lot of things when we grow up. One of those things is how slowly time seemed to pass during childhood. Back then, the days were permeated with impatience as we awaited the arrival of adulthood, completely unaware that the semblance of a slog would be replaced by a speeding up of time as we hurtled toward death. Even when the day was full of adventure or we were preoccupied with some project or media, there, was, there were pockets of silence and boredom, moments that were simply filled with dead air. Time goes by so slowly until it does not. Writer-director Celine Sciamma understands this forgotten notion, unquote. Petit Maman is, is a quietly touching film that is, for me, never boring. The film is charming, savoring, memorable, and magical in the adult and delicate way it portrays heavy topics like the loss of a parent, grief, guilt, and childhood in illness. It takes what is and what can feel like horrendous personal pain into a bittersweet blanket. The film uses a magical template to portray this when Nellie, the little girl in the movie, befriends another girl that turns out to be her mother. This facet is shown without explanation, and much like how children are not mired by indecision and the disbelief of an adult, just takes, just takes the magical construct of the story at face value with touching results. I really love this movie. It might be my most wholesome favorite movie. <laughs> Let's go with that, um, give or take. Um, yeah, we also reviewed it earlier in the year. Uh, it stayed with me the whole time. I loved recommending it to really select people, but I love doing it. Uh, Petit Maman is a great movie. Uh, you can rent it on video on demand as far as I know. And that is my number seven. Mm-hmm. And we're on to our number six here. Luke, what is All right. <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, shit. I knew this movie was coming out at some point. Oh, yeah. I, it had to be. I mean, the dark comedy, tragic, disparity. Oh, chef's kiss, essentially. <laughs> Opposite of what my right? last movie was. <laughs> Two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends the relationship with alarming consequences for both of them. Oh my god. Fucking Brendan Gleason is just so he's so mad. He's so mad. Mad like Mad Eye Moody or yeah, Mad right? Yeah. I mean, him and Colin Farrell back together was just amazing. It's two friends just, I don't want to be friends with you anymore and you know, one guy's kind of dull, can't get it. Why? And hmm. It's just so good. So dark. Just so good. It feels like a parable. Like we're watching a parable. <laughs> it's like Some the cavalry of this year. It is. Yes, yes. And that's a, they're both really dark. This is yeah. so dark. It's dark chocolate dark. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You got to go see this movie. Yeah. We did this also recently. The last review we had. Very, very recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's another a movie case, that's going to stick with you. Another case of recency bias, but good one. Good bias. Yes. Um, and that's on HBO Max. For those who want to see. On Hobo. On Hobo. All right. So, Ralph, you're number six. Uh, my number six is a movie that I thought I didn't see, but I ended up did seeing it. And then I went back and I had to make sure I did see it. And that's strange. Um, that's Triangle of Sadness. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, boy. No, you remember why now, right? Oh, yeah. Your butt stuff. Butt Your stuff. Butt stuff. This exactly. is more butt stuff. More of a butt stuff. I never thought um, I was getting butt stuff in a top 10 show. Right. It's uh, Ruben Oslin, if that's mm. how you say his name, or Usland, because there's a lot of weird Ooslund. shit on his, on his own. Anyways, um, a fashion model celebrity couple joined an eventful cruise for the super rich. Yay. <laughs> and there's poop everywhere. Um, Mm, so God. yeah, that's probably my favorite. Scene. <laughs> I'm getting those visuals again. Probably my favorite scene of the movie. High comedy. Hi, I mean, Chef's Kiss comedy. Top draw. <laughs> Top draw. Yeah. Also, uh, the fact that um, what's his name? Uh, fucking uh, Woody Harrelson is just this like fucking <laughs> crazy socialist. I, it's just so funny how he's just like I. I hate my fucking life, and I'm here, and I got to do this job, and I love what the movie talks about, though. Um, classism amongst even the rich, and uh, elitism, yeah. and just everything, and uh, everything from the turn, because I, I still prefer not to ruin the movie, even though we already did it in the review, and it'd be great if I told you which episode that was, but I do. I don't have that. Um, nonetheless, uh, I feel like... Um, I feel like you should tap. It's this cool, like what's good about it is watching it is watching. It's like, it's almost like you get this feeling of like, Hey, uh, this little thing of like just desserts. Like, well, you know, that's what they get for being rich assholes. Right. Almost. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, to a certain extent you get screwed. Obviously I don't want anybody dying, but it is what it is. Right. But all the stuff that happens to them, it's like almost like it's like, well, karma came back to somehow get you, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's, I love the, the stuff that happens, all the changes, um, and just the decisions that they have to make and how they have to just, um, go by. Um, it was really fun. It's, it's one of those movies that you're laughing at like disparity. Um, and you sure. shouldn't, right? But you know what? It's funny. Like it's it's just a funny thing in the moment. And the, I wouldn't, you know, like I wouldn't laugh at that if it was happening to me, of course, right? Mm. Or if it was happening if I was part of it, also. Like, but at the same time, like, I how do you not? Like, it's just it's just it's like, yeah. what else do you do in those situations? Um, it's weird. Uh, money can't can't fix everything. Uh, don't forget. No. Nope. Um, I don't know that nine hundred forty million dollars. Powerball can fix a lot of things right now. You were about that, by the way. Yeah, but besides the point. Um, in this case, um, yeah, that's a it's a really cool movie. Um, it's really cool what it talks about the themes and everything else. Um, and it's a definitely it's one of those movies where you just have to pay attention to it, and then um, you can just contemplate on what the director is saying about towards the end of the movie as well, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about as well during our episode. Um, so yeah, my number, what is it, seven? Six? Six. Uh, six. Or six. six. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. Um, yeah, from I, Norway. I dug, I, the fuck, I dug the fuck out of it, even though I uh, was all over this theater watching this movie. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent pick. We also reviewed this movie uh, that Rob half remembered at the time. Um, I half remembered, but I did actually watch the whole thing. I know, I know. Yeah. This was, this was so did. funny. I was just like, oh, okay, so I didn't miss anything. I just yeah. thought I did. Yeah. And it was great. You watched it to make sure. Um, my number six, um, yeah, it's a movie. It's going to be a movie I know you guys haven't seen. I don't think you guys have seen it. It is Tar. Which I, I, know. I, I wanted to. I wanted to watch it a lot. Yeah, but You wanted to. Luke, did you not watch it either? I did not watch it either. Okay. Well, when you guys get a chance, I highly recommend uh, Set 
in the international world of Western classical music, the film centers on Lydia Tarr, widely considered one of the greatest living composers slash conductors and the very first female director of a major German orchestra. Um, Tarr is essentially an in-depth look and teardown of Lydia Tarr, who was portrayed with sh very sharp intensity by Kate Blanchett, who is like nominee for Best Actress for me, give or take. Um, from a certain distance, this film is about cancel culture and the way it grinds its gears with figures like Tar and spits them out. Likewise, the film is a portrayal of massive ego that manipulates, demands, and coerces that is normally and historically imbued in men, but the wide-angle challenge of Tar is that she's a woman. From a closer distance, Tar is a despot, who, but a sympathetic one. An imperfect character that seeks perfection in her soul-focused conducting career while defacing her opposition, engaging, engaging in fruitful and disgusting acts, and ignoring her family and responsibilities. It is a fascinating and complicated fall from grace of a person with so much talent and will that you know it's only a matter of time before her grand return, which is a little ominous. Tar is an excellent film, a portrayal, unique that very few actors can pull it off quite this well, but Kate Blanchett, as we know, our current modern-day Meryl Streep, in my opinion, um, does a great job. Of it. I believe it's Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Um, anyway, uh, that's my number six. Excellent. Love this movie. Um, and with that, I think we're going to take a little break for our last five. Hey. Right. So we're going to take a break here, so look at this clip or something. What is that? I got bored one day and I put everything on a bagel. Everything. All my hopes and dreams, my old report cards, every breed of dog, every last personal ad on Craigslist. Sesame. Poppy seed. Salt. And it collapsed in on itself. Because <laughs> you see, when you really put everything on a bagel, it becomes this. Come on. Come on, Evelyn. The truth. What is the truth? Nothing matters. Okay. And we're back, ladies and germs. With uh, we're gonna try a guess here before we give Luke's uh, before Luke gets his number five. Ralph, do you want to take a guess at his number five? Try no sadness. Negative. Not bad. Oh wait, I was gonna say. Let me. Wow, what a fucking fail! What if you guessed the same thing? Yeah, well, I probably would have. Low key, high key, extra high key on that. Right. Um, I don't know what he thought of this movie, but I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> decision to leave. Negative. Damn it! Damn. All right, what's your number five then? <laughs> It's another movie starring Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's in more movies than one. I'm trying to remember what I it was. Remember. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, he was in a movie with um, that. He, he's movie. not a main character, but he oh. was in The Batman. <laughs> oh, my God, he was. <laughs> he was in another one, by the way. He was, there, was, there was another one where he stars in. Um, okay. Oh, my God, The Batman. Never would have gotten there, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I could have uh, read I mean, a list. Read. <laughs> the Batman was not part of that uh, list. So, yeah. I mean, okay. <clears throat> so when a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. 
Na 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 na. Batman, <laughs> starring Vampire Boy Robert Pattinson. The Vampire Boy. <laughs> yes. He went way. full circle. <laughs> Man, I, missed opportunity to say starring Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, great movie. Little on the long side, but and super dark. <laughs> and, and con, not only content wise, but shot in such a dark. Matter. Yes, you you need like night vision goggles. But really good dark though, really yes. good dark scenes. Uh, um, Paul Dano as the Riddler, oh, best part of that movie. Yeah, hey, yeah. John Turturro out of the. And also, like Paul Dano blue. early in the year as that villain, and then in the Fableman. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Yeah, Later, yeah, like yeah. I'm a loving father. I mean, right. I mean, and in this one, he's I'll like an intel bomber right. guy. <laughs> like right? I kill kids. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah no. Great movie. Uh, who else? We have? Zoe Kravitz is in it. She's awesome. Mm. Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro. I heard this. The Blue. Just, Jeffrey Wright can't do no wrong. Andy Serkis as the new Alfred. It's great yeah. stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Also good. Andy Serkis is in this uh, year with uh, Andor. He was in an Andor. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Um, um, awesome, awesome pick. So yeah. this is our. Is this the first superhero movie on this list? I think so. Right? Yeah, I think it's like the only. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, it's not getting any from me. I'll tell you that right now. Likewise, yeah, um, yeah. All Damn, right, so that's, DC that's stole the show. I know. Hmm. Um. Yeah, they stole the show. I don't know how, but they did, and that's on HBO, guys. Also, uh, is it still there? Pretty sure it's still there. All right, Roth. Yeah, have to guess yours. Right? You're yeah. next? You're oh, next yeah. Five. You did the guess mine. Yeah. What do you think? So, Luke, why don't you go first? Also, <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to keep guessing. Uh, this game. Glass gets it, right? Onion. Glass wow. Onion, that's, that's a great guess. Yeah. yeah. That's a good guess. I'm going to go. Well, is it right? Mm. Oh, you want me to say oh, my Maybe you're going to say the same thing. <laughs> All right. I'm going <laughs> to. Right. My bad. Why don't you tell me the name of the movie? <laughs> I'm going to go. I mean, he just went through the saddest movie, Triangle Sentence. So, let's go with. Um, I'm going to say Petit Maman. No. Damn it. Both on short list, FYI. Okay. Uh, my number five is, I don't, you know, it's it's up there. And it's I guess it's my favorite horror movie of the year. Um, oh. I saw a lot of horror movies and it's Barbarian. I dug the Barbarian. fuck out of Barbarian. Yeah, I dug the fuck yeah. out of Barbarian, man. Uh, a woman staying in an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Uh, Zach Kreger, written and directed. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, which is the nicest guy possible, but doesn't look like the nicest guy possible. No, he don't. Um, and Justin Long, being Justin Long, or I think how he acts, but in a normal setting. But I hope it's not, because that's a fucking really dick person. Um, anyways, yeah. besides the point, um, I dug this movie. and I, I What I liked about this movie a lot was how it's the setting of it. It feels, none of it feels unbelievable. Except for the weird, yeah, even that doesn't feel that unbelievable. To be honest with you, the weird, the weird horror element of this thing, right? Um, yeah. That so, like, I I dug the fact that I can see a prequel of this movie already, you know, like, and potential other things in this movie or in this environment. Um, it's and I thought that was that was so cool, and I think it was just done naturally. It wasn't even done anything, you know, like forcefully. Um, yeah, I, I, I dug the fuck out of this. It was a really cool horror movie. Um, and I never want to visit Detroit ever. Never. Um, like ever stay in Detroit, like for a, 
longer than I need to, which is <laughs> a football game. I have a sadly, I have a friend who lives in Detroit now, and yeah. I I dread visiting him now. Like, at just I mean, I'm staying somewhere at hey. the Ritz Carlton if they have one because like I mean, just like I, I trust nothing. Yeah, when we stopped off for gas by Flint, Michigan, we were never coming by- back from Canada. Do we stop in Flint? Do we stop right next to Flint? And I'm like, guys, we shouldn't be here. Like, oh, oh, it's fine. Let's get some gas. We're by Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did say that. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. We should we go. Got out the car. like, we should go somewhere else. We should mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe you, though. Yeah, well, that's 100% didn't believe you. Yeah. Truth be told. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Luke's alerts on his phone went off. Like, oh, shit. Next like, to Flint. <laughs> how do you not know about Flint, Michigan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know Michael Moore. Right. Um... <laughs> You know, it's funny that if you were to stand at Ritz Carlton, the neighborhood around it, though, would be completely abandoned. That's right. right. That's probably the, the sad truth. Yes. It would yeah. be like the picture of the Taj Mahal from one view, but from the other <laughs> view, it's all trash all around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. But besides the point, um, I, yeah, I like how the movie plays on tropes of horror movies in the beginning and how it sets the setting and everything else. Even the, the simple of finding of a room and then finding another room or another door that goes even further into the, the weird secret room, right? Um, which is not spoiling much because it's the, the, the movie almost right away. Um, and again, it, I yeah, it was just really fun. Um, it was a really fun movie to see. And uh, what's it called? What's her, what's her name? Let me get her. Uh, Georgina Campbell, who plays Tess, who's the main actress mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, I think this is great. Um, and just how like all this stuff happens. And... Uh, what's it called, and how she manages to survive through it all. Um, but yeah, I think I, what I really dug the most, like I said, is just the potential of like, mo- like, and I and we're totally in the resurgence of horror, even in video games, um, where it's like the potential of more of this style of of movies, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just feel like it opened the door, um, in a weird way because they open a lot of doors that they shouldn't. Um. But it's also very much uh, a, 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 a like a why are you even going there kind of moment. Why are you there? You know, there's a lot of a lot of that, a lot of on that feeling, um, which is yeah, to say the least. Um, so yeah, I dug the hell out of this movie. Like I said, it was uh, definitely my favorite horror movie. I guess of the year. Nice, very good, one. awesome. It's funny you mentioned a horror movie. My number five is also a horror movie of oh. sorts. I want to say heavily. Is it Smile? No, <laughs> I know it's no. not going to be Extra Pearl. Extra Pearl, no. No. Okay. no. I mean, you're not going to guess it. I mean, I don't see how you guys can really guess it, honestly. So I'm just going to say, on the spot, if you want to get one out. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Don't say The Black I Phone. Know. You love that movie. No. I did not. Scream. Oh, very good one, but no. Uh, uh, it is a movie yeah. that I don't think you guys have seen. It's on Shutter right now. It's called Resurrection. Um, I have not seen that. Yes, I know. Um, I think I mentioned it in the recent discoveries once. Uh, Margaret's life is in order. She is capable, disciplined, and successful. Everything is under control until David returns. It's always the until. Carrying with him the horrors of Margaret's past. <laughs> what were you saying? No, no, I said it's always until the until. Yeah, yeah, you gotta wait for the until. <laughs> right, 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 right. Everything was going great. Yeah, here's another quote here. Quote from critic Sheila O'Malley. Gotta cite the quote. Any expectations you may have going in and about how this will all end, a woman gets revenge on the toxic man who groomed and then abused her will be dashed on the rocks. There are many stories like that. Resurrection is not one of them, unquote. Um, yeah, so what looks like one thing, it really isn't. 
This film for me embodies fear, paranoia, sadness, strong and weak wills, dominating and submissive traits in Rebecca Hall's character, Margaret. The story follows her exclusive perspective and in doing so manages to thread the line between what is and what is perceived. In this way, the film turns out to be a bit mysterious when her fight or flight response jump scares her out of her seat when seeing a supremely toxic ex from 20 years ago and activates the emotional roller coaster that is resurrection. It is not so much about what you believe is happening as the encounters with Margaret's ex happen, but that she and her body is certainly experiencing them. The harsh, naked emotions are real and the film doesn't let go. By the time she tells her story of first being with his ex to a co-worker, you realize that it's not about the audience finding out what happened, but that it's Margaret's first time being able to say it out loud to you. And that is my interpretation of how it feels and felt watching Resurrection. Um, Rebecca Hall is fucking awesome. The only thing competing for my attention as far as acting ability is fucking um, Kate Blanchett right now. But like top two for sure on this sense. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. A good horror movie. Um, again, it's more like suspenseful horror. It's emotional horror than it is uh, straight like, out. Eek, 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 eek. Yes, but that but that movie also way more graphic. Okay, <laughs> audition is way more graphic. Audition, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my number five, Resurrection. Again, on Shutter, it might be somewhere else too. I'm not sure. Um, we're on to Luke here. Your number four. On to number All four. right. Are we doing the guessing thing? Oh, right, right, right. Guess. Um, I'll guess first on this one. What have we said? What have we said already? I can't remember anymore. Okay, so uh, should I go recap of what I watched? Oh, yeah. Why not? Okay, so quick recap. Okay, so number 10 is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Mm-hmm. Number 9 is Nope. Number 8 is Top Con Maverick. Number 7 is Babylon. Number 6, The Banshees of Inishirin. And number 5, The Batman. Right. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Triangle of Sadness. Mm. Ruff? Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna read the synopsis and see who got it. <laughs> Making it worse. <laughs> the Famed menu, Southern it? detective Benoit Blanc travels oh, to this for his latest case. Shut the fuck up already. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, you have to say this. Also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Yes, okay. Glass Onion, excellent. Yes, directed by The Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Stellar cast of Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, David Bautista, man. Uh, Janelle <laughs> Monet was fucking phenomenal, playing two different people. Mm. Great movie. Bit of a spoiler. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I love a spoiler. <laughs> You find out pretty early on. No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't halfway. think so. I don't I think it's so. the movie, if not after the halfway. Yeah, easy halfway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, great movie. Uh, awesome at misdirection. I, I want. I want more knives out mysteries. Like at least yeah. every two years now. Yeah, from now on. Get it on, done, like Johnson. Yeah, Get yeah. it done. Yeah. Two to three. Be great. Yeah, yeah that would be great. I want it to be a tradition <laughs> in December, every two years. Right. Um, Excellent Murder Mystery Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Netflix now. I've been telling people to watch it. We saw you it in theaters. 
Huh? work everywhere. Just show up a bit. <laughs> so I already saw this before. I was cool. I saw it before it hit Netflix. Yeah. I'm yeah. one of those. Yeah, you're one of those. I'm yes, one of those. You're, you're welcome, bitch. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is. I think right now on IMDb, it's like the number one movie. I think so, yeah. So. Yeah. It's getting a lot of praise. I've been seeing it on TikTok, too, so it's getting a lot of love right now. Oh, I'm on. I'm on a way different TikTok than you, my friend. Clearly, and I, I see yours is problematic. Whatever that is, um, don't, I don't know what that means. That oh, mean, I know what that means. Is that, is that like the a, baby? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, that is right. my number four, Glass Onion. All right, cool, 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 cool. number four, uh, Roth. Let's. Uh, my number. Four, I, I will give you a hint because I'm a benevolent person. Oh, it's hard, and Always. it's been said already. Oh, well, that's a good one. It's been sad, huh? All right. Um, the Batman. Benoit Blanc. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it might be Glass no, Onion. Maybe. I'm going to go with... Um, fuck it. I'll say Crimes of the Future. That's what I'm saying. What are you saying, Luke? I said oh. Batman. Oh, you said Batman. Okay. Batman did not make the list. <laughs> um, <laughs> neither did Crimes of the Future because it's okay. weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, oh nice. yeah. I thought you meant because Crimes of the Future is weird to pick. I thought that's what you said at first. That's a good one, yeah. No, um, yeah, well, I was going to read the synopsis like Luke did, but it just says, explores every facet of Yankovic's life. Fall face lie. This is what I love the plot for. From his meteoric rise to fame with his early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. I, I'm, When I say I love everything about this movie, I literally mean I love everything about this movie. Um it's fantastic in the and the how just trolly it is. It's everything Yankovic is and has has embodied his whole life. You know everything he's done is like, oh, we're gonna make a movie and it's gonna be fantastic. But wait, there's more. Um, and he's just like, no, we're gonna play on tropes. We're gonna play on this. We're gonna we're gonna make sure we get you on on. On the fact that you know my my life story is so amazing because it's not really anything crazy interesting besides I do amazing work, uh, but at the same time you're gonna know I am this amazing cool person and I do drugs guys and when I do drugs I do them hard <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> like it's it's great it's fantastic the only gripe I have is movie which I think everyone already knows is you know um, Daniel Radcliffe doesn't sing the songs but besides the point I can't I can't knock it because. I like Weird Al Yankovic's voice, so it's, yeah. not, it's not the end of the world, you know? And this movie hit you guys way harder. Yeah, I, I, I dug the fuck out of this movie. Um, like I said, it's just one of those, like, I just could not not laugh at this movie. Um, yeah. And uh, and it's it's easy to recommend, and it's also, at the same time, like, it's hard to tell somebody, like, just get ready to be fooled, and don't, like, you, there's, I guess, some sprinkles of truth somewhere in this movie. <laughs> like, maybe. Like, right, the music. And that's about it. That's sure. Well, I know, he doesn't even have parents. You don't even know. <laughs> right, that's what's so crazy. I mean, right. guys, it's, I mean, I'm not to spoil anything, but it starts with him going to a party and <laughs> everyone has accordions, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What? <laughs> it's bonkers. So, yeah, uh, my number four, weird, the Al Yankovic story. What a, and what a story. I don't know what we world we're living have in. Another artist like Weird Al. <laughs> we really, I don't think we ever will. Yeah. No, not for a long time. Anyway, I don't. It feels that way. It does anyway, feel that way. Yeah. It does feel that way. I don't know. Can't say for sure. I think we all watched. I'm not saying we all watched different movies. I watched the same movies, but man, 
This next one is so the opposite of that fucking movie. <laughs> you might just want to take a guess. It is a movie that we have not reviewed. It is recently biased. I saw it like two weeks ago. Less, a week ago, actually. Hold on. Let me see. I have your list of movies. That's oh, what shit. I've been doing, by the way. I have to go through Are you kidding me? Yeah, I guess. Um, all right. I'll wait for a guess. Avatar. Okay. No, it's not Avatar. Sorry, oh, I should have waited. Damn for it. To the bottom of the list. Avatar did not yeah. even make my honorable mentions. Still, I like the movie a lot, but it doesn't mean it's my okay. My... The Whale. The Whale. Interesting pick. No. Although, just as serious, maybe. Maybe more. I don't know. It is a movie called Women Talking. Which sounds like Luke's favorite thing. Um... <laughs> Fucking burn! Oh my god! You gotta insert a Kelso thing there. I don't know. I'm Holy not gonna... shit! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you watch the if there's no video feed, there's no video watch. feed. But goddamn, I, I wish there was. Yeah, man, I wish fantastic. there was a video feed for this. Right. right oh right. my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to everyone you know, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna read the thing here. I'm gonna move on here. Here, right. here's the funny. Do nothing, stay and fight, or leave. In 2010, the women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling a brutal reality with their faith. Yes, not a not a comedy. Um, this is made by Sarah Pauly. I really love this filmmaker. She did Stories We Tell and that one movie about the old people. I forgot the name of it. Um, it was a long time ago. Anyway, great actress, great filmmaker. Um, for me, this film is one of those uh, quiet masterpieces that should have been that should be viewed and more importantly discussed by everyone. Yes, that includes Luke. The film is plain but heavy conversation in the wake of several rapes that has plagued these women, and one cannot avoid obviously an emotional reaction. What it is on the surface, a discussion amongst God fearing women deciding on how best to protect themselves and somehow fight against the male-dominating force of the, in their daily lives becomes a stand-in for everything we've experienced in our society for centuries regarding men and women and the chasm in between. Without dating itself with historical bullet points, talking women is high art in little acts like taking minutes, playing children, recalling memories, admitting biases, and facing fear and anger. Um, we have another quote here from the New York Times by A.O. Scott. Their educations have been minimal, but their wisdom acquired through farm and household labor, child-rearing, prayer, and intuition is vast, or at least sufficient to spur the emergence of a powerful and sophisticated collective political consciousness. How they arrive at a clear understanding of their oppression and potential liberation is the film's subject, a source of suspense, emotion, and inspiration, unquote. And I'll end it with that. I highly recommend this movie for you guys okay all right that's Probably. the one that's been on trailers lately right that we've been going to go think so like the, the uh, fight for your thing like fight for your uh whatever i think that's the trailer yeah or they're it's like uh quaker times right yeah it looks like quaker times they're, like they're quaker not specific times, yeah. on the i know they're not i know they're not but, but yeah. yeah i think they do it the same way that top gun doesn't speak so yeah yeah of course right. of course yeah yeah I, it's also not on the list that you gave us but yeah so well, I watched was, it after. I was right, exactly. Yeah, it must be nice. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> how are we ever going to guess well, it? I invited you to this movie, Roth. This is the music box thing. Yeah, okay. I was working, and you I'm invited me the night before. Like, but I'm just saying, rude. I tried to invite you. Barely. And, I mean, you know. that's not barely invite. But I'm yeah, just saying, what the? 
<laughs> but I tried. Yeah. You know what's funny? So this is like the third movie. For my movie birthday, that, yes, That's my birthday. I know, I know. Happy yeah, birthday. Um, so the, this is like the third movie that was set, I think, that I saw the trailer for. I saw mm-hmm. between the two of you that have seen yeah. the trailer for, and I had zero interest in. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I really should stop judging by trailers. And this is exactly why I don't <laughs> watch trailers. Because <laughs> trailers just don't do it for me. I just How did. was the trailer for this one? I don't remember. I never saw it. I'm telling you, watch the trailer, and then it's just like fight for women's equality. Look, I just knew Sarah Polly, and that's all I need to know. So Okay. That's good. Because yeah. I, I knew the actor. Right. Uh, Let's see. Hard movie. That's not on his list. Hard movie um, to watch, but a great movie to watch. Anyway, um, number three, right? I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the number three, three, baby. I'm pretty go. sure I know what it sounds number uh, three. You want to try a guess, Roth? I got this. All Morbius. Right. Let's go. Morbius. <laughs> Definitely Morbius. Look at his face. He's trying to hide the fact that it's Morbius. It's Morbius <laughs> Monday, guys. Um, <laughs> let's see. No, I have no clue. He said no more superhero. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, is Morbius is everyone's hero. <laughs> He's the anti-hero you need. <laughs> you should really shut the fuck up with whatever you're saying. There. I'll um, give you a hint. The leading man in this movie was also in another that, movie in my top ten. Is that Jared oh. Leto? <laughs> it's Colin Farrell. No. Because <laughs> so, he was wearing Banshees and then the Batman. So that's two movies with Colin Farrell. There's a third one he's in um, in 2022 called After Yang. Is it After Yang? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's it. That's it. He guessed. It's, it's Clark's three, isn't it? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm done. How many guesses are you going to take? Okay. Do you, you have a guess, Ralph? A serious guess? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. Hold on. I uh, the, yes. That's it. I don't have anything. Okay. Um, the actor was Brad Pitt. The bullet movie. Train? Oh, Brad bullet Pitt? Oh, bullet train. Yeah. Is it really bullet train? It's bullet train. Oh, oh, oh. shit. Yeah. Movie's fantastic. It's fun. It's out there. It's I knew you love that, buddy. It's five assassins aboard a swiftly moving bullet train. Find out that you love that Thomas the Tank shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, no, you forgot that. Fantastic. I forgot what to call you. You know that in those terms, but no, fantastic, fun action movie. Just it reminds me of Shoot 'Em Up. Just dumb fun. <laughs> That's not yeah. a good thing, but okay. No, not, it is. no but I would say it is better than. Shooter. No, I get what you say. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that's on Netflix. It is. It, it is definitely on Netflix now. It's right now, definitely go watch it. And then it. Yeah. But I mean, aside from that, great cast: Brad Pitt, obviously, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, which I heard is on the short list to be the next Bond. To be what? The next James Bond. Oh, sure. oh, really? Yeah, that's one of the people that are, that are hiring, that they're thinking oh, of. That's, yeah. that's cool. Um, Michael <laughs> Shannon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a great thing by Masioka. Karen Fukuhara, who's also in the boys. Um, yep, yep. Raphael's favorite, Benito Martinez Ocasio, known as Bad Bunny. My body. That sounds good <laughs> to me. <laughs> Up to date, but no, great movie. Check it out. <laughs> Also, the best use of cameo of the entire year. Yeah, in this movie. I would say so. Uh-huh. Three of them, by the way. Yep. Um, all right. That's very cool. That's uh, Bullet Train. Bullet Train. On Netflix. You're number three. Right? Three? Number three. All right. Number three. Uh, Roth. We have to get you number three. You want to give a hint or no? We got you. It is a genre that I prefer. <laughs> so it's action. Um, 
But you also like other things. Come on, Mike. Oh, okay, okay. A type of movie that I prefer. Okay. Hmm. Is that this better? That's just, it feels like the same fucking thing you said. Yeah, um, yes and no. I'm going to go with the unbearable weight of massive talent. You seem to be in a joyful mood with this top 10. Everyone's way more joyful than my picks. But Luke, <laughs> what is your uh, pick here? What's your uh, guess? I'm trying to think. Like... I'm like, give me the human condition in a horrible way. And yes, you make my top 10. Um, <laughs> yes, you make my top 10. <laughs> oh, this is great fucking you know, podcasting. I think so, too. I definitely believe we should definitely participate in filling the void here. <laughs> is it... <laughs> Jesus Christ, just pick something. I don't know. You know, you don't get slapped in the face if you get it wrong, you know, right? Or there's no shock uh, treatment. Pray. Okay. No. Although, I, I can see that. I do like action movies. You're all right. But what I like better are uh, crime mysteries. Um, I love crime mysteries. And it. mine is uh, Decision to Leave. God damn it. Uh, a detective. A detective investigating a man's death in the mountains meets a dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing another double guys another double and I, i'm the culprit of both doubles so far uh park chenwook um i i haven't seen all of his work i've seen some of his work mm-hmm. and everything i've seen of his work i've liked i haven't had complaints and there's no complaint in this movie besides the fact that i fucking was a little bit lost when i was watching it but at the same mm-hmm. time i love the whole like just this care this this guy um the, the detective here um what's his name here judge Jake park park haley right mm-hmm. um he does this i love how he just like when he's breaking it down and they, they do it in other movies i've seen it in other work he's giving you what's happening and we see the scene happening right very mission impossible-esque when everyone's original mission impossible right when he's explaining how the the sequence of events happened right and mm-hmm. he explains the same thing he's doing it but it's just you feel like you're in the room, right? There's such a great job. Um, I love the way this movie shot, the dedication of, um, of this, uh, this is uh, Tang Wei's character. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, his character in itself. Um, the fact that this detective has insomnia and is going through a bunch of stuff as well. And has, um, it, there's just so much to say that we've just recently also reviewed it. Um, and I'm glad that we did because it's it was really good, um, and it's cool to see. And I think what I liked a lot a lot about it is just like it's it's a it's done in it's a foreign movie. Obviously, it's, it's a, uh, Korean, and uh, and I, I love that it's taking uh, stories that or the type of stories that it is or the type of movie um, that uh, uh, Hollywood loves to make, right? Um, and they do it in their own version. Um, and he does it so well, and it fits. It fits great. I mean, I I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything out of place. I didn't feel besides obviously not understanding Korean, uh, but that's about it. But I can read the rest. I did that already, right? Um, everything felt so like just normal. Um, and at the same time, it felt it was a cool crime to see if she actually did it. All this murder of the murdering of the husband, and then potential murdering of the other husband, and all yeah. these other things that go on, and it's just such a cool uh, mysteries drama. Really, 
more of a drama, right? Um, the word, the thing I get lost in is that since he has insomnia, there's a weird cuts in the movie where you don't know if it's just like oh, purposely done, which it seems very much so. Yeah. Um, to do it as is like that's almost like his loss of time, or there is no time frame for him. He's just that's what he does. He just lives through his days. I mean, I don't know. The guy has to get some type of rest somewhere, right? Um, if not, he just keeps putting eye drops on. <laughs> Poor guy, yeah. but the end of this movie is ungodly dedicated um, on her end, which uh, happens and is just again. I don't want to spoil it, but it's so it's so good. The way this movie ends is so no crime noir ish in a weird way. Like it's just I don't know. I dug the fuck out of that. Yeah, um, that yes, scene is fucked up. It is very fucked up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the movie a lot, a lot more than I thought. As I kept thinking about it, um, so yeah, it was a really really good movie. Well, I should have guessed that one. God damn it! Because <laughs> <laughs> like I guessed it before and I just gave up on it after. You did get you did give up on it real quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get a feeling we're gonna guess. I mean, we're, we're about to get repeats a lot, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, Speaking of the the hint, my hint for number three, my number three is uh, a repeat. Oh, it's already a repeat. Hmm. But who who's who's repeat? Not a repeat. I guess I mean it's one that you guys have said. That's what I mean. Right, but who's? That's what you say. I don't know. I don't know. It's not obviously, weird, though. It's obviously mine. Violet Night. <laughs> so you say Glass Onion. You say Violet Night. I haven't seen that yet. No, I haven't. No, no, I, haven't I know you haven't. You literally said, I haven't seen Violet Night yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glass Onion is a good one, yeah. No, I think it's Banshees of Inisherin. Ooh, interesting. That's, those are excellent picks. It is Athena. Ooh, nice. So that Damn. drops double. Like I should have fucking doubled out on my own. Yeah. Hours after the tragic death of their youngest brother in unexplained circumstances, three siblings have their lives thrown into chaos. That is a fucking mildly put for what this movie is known. <laughs> the way I kind of said this movie, this movie is uh, cinematographically beautiful. It's really yeah. meticulous in its filmmaking. Uh, just, I would say to tell people like to sell this movie, just watch the first scene, which happens to be 12 minutes long. But just watch the first scene. Yeah, and if that doesn't hook you, nothing crazy. in this fucking movie will. And I don't know what you're doing in your life. Um, Athena is a powerhouse of emotion and a roller coaster of action in the face of insurmountable conflict. There is so much conflict in this movie. The film somehow works as both a fantasy of violent change and upheaval and as a realistic view of political strife and vengeance. Three brothers, marginalized, conflict, conflicted, belittled, sucked dry and spent, are the key figures of a neighborhood-wide, turned citywide, turned worldwide fight. For the equalization of immigrants, the ball-faced unfair systems of law, and most importantly, importantly, the innocent blood that was spilled. Very few movies kind of do this effect so well and in such a short amount of time. It is the second shortest movie on my list. <laughs> Not the first shortest. And uh, it's an excellent fucking movie. Yeah. I love this scene. Uh, Athena's uh, a foreign picture film from France. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Roth already mentioned it. I think it was the number seven. It was, yes. yes. Well, this is your pick also, right? With, through the yeah, no, 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 no. no. Oh. But like uh, to review when we were. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was funny because I told you, I was like, I was going to pick this movie because I just came up on my Netflix to watch. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, man, this looks oddly interesting. Yeah. And I, which is another, which is weird because it's the opposite of like normally I see a trailer and I'm like, it's horrible. Um, so yeah, this was the opposite. I was like, this is interesting. Maybe I'll watch it. And yeah. then I never get around to it until you force me to. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, yeah, I wish you were there for the review uh, for that one. Yeah. But anyway, that's my number three. And uh, we're on to our number two here. All right, number two. Let's go. Luke, okay. 
All right, now it's now Sonic the Hedgehog too. Has to be. Has. It has to be. Has to be. Has to be. Okay, how about this? Uh, the leading woman, kind of, in this movie, mm. starred in three movies this year. Starred, and in we've movies. seen all three of them. Is it Tilda Swinton? Is it Three Thousand Years or Longer? <laughs> no, I, I didn't see that one. You didn't see that one. Mm. No. I'm not telling you the actress. You gotta guess the. No, movie. yeah, don't tell me the actress. Oh, I'm just cheating. Um, uh, you have something else? What should I do? I think of maybe who was in Black Panther. I feel like everyone was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was, you're not lying. Everyone was in that movie. Is it blonde? No. Ooh. Fuck. Damn. Don't worry, darling. No. <laughs> I really hope that. I hope that. No offense. Yeah, me neither. Uh, the I actress I was referring to was Anya Taylor Joy. The menu. The menu. The Northman. The North. Oh yeah, she was in that too. Damn. That What's the third movie? Amsterdam. God damn, she was in Amsterdam. She's in Amsterdam? Yeah. Well, everyone was in Amsterdam. Remember that? <laughs> everyone was in Amsterdam. That was a powerhouse of a movie. Yeah, I yeah. forgot. Yeah, the North. That's the movie that what it came out in April, and it's just yeah, stuck with me this year. whole yeah. time. You know, I thought. Oh, I see. Like Your Nordic movie. roots. Yeah, yeah. There you go. yeah that's <laughs> a movie I took my wife to see. My Eastern European roots. Northman made my short shortlist. My my longer list. My long shortlist. <laughs> Whatever. Well, to um, be fair, my roots would have been closer to actually Anya Taylor Joy's character than anyone else because it's Eastern. Because it's Anya Taylor Joy. I have a okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to us, it's no. white is white. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, great movie of revenge. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know what else to say. It's just <laughs> so good. That's it. I've seen this is the one movie I think I've seen the most times this year. Really. really? Because I saw it in theaters, then I saw it on like a VOD service, and then I rewatched it when I got the uh, the annual uh, Nordic my, yes, yes. plate of this for Yule, obviously for Yule. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. actually was around Christmas time because yeah. I got you watched yeah, it again for Robert Eggers' birthday. So. <laughs> the director. No, uh, I mean obviously directed by Robert uh, Eggers. Which well, I didn't care for the witch, but I really did like the lighthouse. Hmm. So this guy, he's on to something. He's, he's on to something. This guy with the history <laughs> stuff. Yeah, with the history stuff. And uh, he is doing a Nosferatu movie. So that's I heard. Good. I heard. I can't wait to see so, it. Yeah, that's gonna uh, be a good one. Great movie. Definitely check it out. Excellent film. I uh, so adore this movie. Northman's great. Uh, that is not available anymore. It's not streaming, right? It's only eventual. no. It's you can buy it. Uh, no, I know that, but like it's not like streaming somewhere that we know of, right? <laughs> Cause I, don't it's fine. I'll just I don't be, I don't usually know off the top of our heads anyway. Um, that's the Northman. Check it out. That's uh, Luke's number two. Yeah, early uh, in the year too. Yeah, mm-hmm. rough. You're number two. I or, I think you can get. I think everybody. Oh, Oscar should guess this one. And okay. actually, it might be your number right. two. If not, it's your number one. Okay, uh, Luke, you want to go first because I think I got it. If it's not the will, <laughs> if it's not the will. <laughs> I mean, well, are, I don't, you guess, are you guessing it's the whale? I'm going to say it's the whale. So okay. I, I, it, I, I'm going to go with my guess what number one would have been because of what you said. Uh-huh. And that's everything, everywhere, all at once. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, stop and seen that. I own it, though. I bought it. I'm how do you fucking stop doing this? Unreal. Can you stop doing this? Holy Can you stop shit. buying movies and then not watching them? That is actually my uh, resolution. To not do that? Yes. Okay, good. 
and watch the movies I purchased. I mean, usually resolutions for a new year is to do things, not to not do things. <laughs> yeah. But okay. watch the movies I bought. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to get into this. Right. Um, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure in which she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. Directed and written by Dan Kwan and Daniel Schneider. Wow. Um, this is starring Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie Su, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Ke Juan, uh, James Hong. I love James Hong. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we'll go with that. Anyways, um, I dug the fuck out of this movie. And actually, this is like a rare movie that I, I started watching the extras for, like the actual like uh, director's, uh, what's it called? Um, the commentary the commentary for yeah because yeah. um, i wanted like just like all these fucking random things in this movie that you can mm. just infinitely watch i don't know how they did it right? I, I have a weird feeling this is going to be a movie that i'm probably going to watch over and over again throughout my life um yeah and like um just catch new things how i did with back to the future so i saw it like 15 times and then i'm like all right i think i got everything um one of one of those things but anyways um yeah everything everywhere all at once is the best multiverse movie until something else comes out and beats it. And I don't think anything's going to beat it anytime soon. Um, unless somebody makes a, a badass time movie, which uh, this is it right here. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's such a fun ride. I laughed out loud. Um, this is a movie also I saw in theaters and obviously in VOD. Um, I think I saw Luke's copy, but uh, no, no, Luke hasn't redeemed his copy. I saw Oscar's copy. <laughs> yeah, probably mine. Um, yeah, so I know I double checked. That's what I was watching. It's one of those movies I was rewatching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I, I love everything that happens in this movie, um, but not all at once because that probably break my brain. Um, it's so many cool like little things in the movie that are just make it so fun, and just the the what it, the themes of it of just just. Um, of family, of uh, culture, of uh, growing, of the times, of everything you can think of, and how these make these connections, and how you, with the multiverse, and finding yourself, or this timeline that you could have led from any decision that you could have made from easily as making a left from here, or going right there, influential decisions, and just mm-hmm. all these crazinesses that's going on. Um, it's just, it was one of those best movies of the year. I mean, it, I think if I saw it, I think me and you in, in agreement came out when we watched which we watched the movie. I know we didn't watch it together, but when we came out saying that we watched the movie, we were like, "We did review it." Yeah, yeah, but I was saying yeah. it was just like, oh, man, it was so good. We're like, this, this is this, this is the best movie of the year so far, like so far. Yeah, and that was, and it just kept going, and it was just like, man, like this is still like the best movie. And then when Multiverse of Madness came out, I was like, okay, yeah, figure out your multiverse, buddy. Uh, <laughs> this movie's fucking beating the shit yeah. out of you. Yeah. My multiverse I, is better than your multiverse. I mean, yeah, in a weird way, it is. My uh, multiverse kicks your multiverse is what, ass. I I love Michelle Yeoh, and I love that she's the star because usually you see her as the the female star, but she's the co-star in a movie. Yeah, uh, always, yeah. always, and the fact that she is the star in just this mundane persona, um, but also so interesting is fucking fabulous. Um, you should watch this movie. Uh, appreciate everything, and uh, be careful with the everything people. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, yeah. One day I'll watch it. One day you'll watch it. Yeah, man, it's just it's so good. Uh, whatever you watch it, let me know. There's watch no way you together. won't enjoy it, Luke. There's yeah, no it's yeah, you, you, no way you won't. Enjoy it. Yeah. Anyways, that's my number. I do two. not to laugh. Right. Basically, 
All right. That's your number two. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once for Raf. Uh, Luke, number two, you want to give a hint or no? Yeah, it's here. Hmm? No, uh, Oh, yeah, for you. What's your hint? For you? Wait, it's my turn. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I was going to look for the first My bad. It's me. You're right. <laughs> my bad. Um, my hint is that it has Colin Farrell in it. <laughs> is it the Batman? <laughs> nope. No. The, <laughs> the Banshees. Nope. Nope. It was the other one that you know the name of. Yes. <laughs> that you guys don't know. <laughs> yes, it's a movie called After Yang. And that's, yeah, yeah. A different Colin Farrell oh. movie entirely. God, Colin Farrell is just ruling our top tens, huh? Dude, Colin Farrell is all over our top tens. Um, in a near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. This is a future movie. Future. Um, I fell for this film hard after Yang manages to take a science fiction concept in a not-too-distant future, kind of like uh, Black Mirror, and bring out some real humanity. Not unlike the movie Never Let Me Go, for example. After Yang is a study of the modern nuclear family through the tragedy of losing a synthetic part of their family or a son, but a synthetic AI son, you know. Hmm. The limits of which you can feel despite and due to your biases in such a science fiction concept is much grander than you think. The film has a quiet style of his future, of this future, and through the father's POV, which is Colin Farrell's character, we slowly realize that we've been watching a deliberate, interesting, and visual wake, like a funeral wake, for Yang as the family copes with his with this major change. Through the are you right? Through the search and rendering of the memories of the android named Yang, we see much of what humanity has always been, and dare I say, a hopeful understanding of what keeps us going as a species and why it's worth the struggle to live on. This is a hopeful pick not a downer like the other ones it is more of a rejoicing ultimately about humanity in so many ways and it's shown in this weird uh, veneer of uh, future uh where this this man who um you know not perfect but his father who um got this ai and has to live on with the fact that he broke down and that his youngest daughter who fully saw him as an older brother and not anything else you know he had a different life among itself he's viewing his memories right his core memories so to speak and in doing so you see a full life emerge out of it and not just through his own but through other lives that yang has been a part of before his very interesting movie very fascinating very hopeful i love this movie a lot after yang i i told one of you guys when i rented it that you guys have 48 hours to watch it if you've seen it um because i did rent it oh so is it available just to rent still no because it came out a while ago didn't it it came out earlier in the year. Yes, it's like halfway through the month, maybe less. But it's uh, I only was able to rent it. I didn't buy it because uh, I was like, oh, I don't want. I don't know yet, you know. Uh, but it hit me way hard. I would have bought it had I known how good it was going to be. Um, hey. But whatever. After Yang, check it out. It's only on Beauty. Number All two. Right. Yeah. All right. What's the final ones, boys? Crazy. All right. Now oh, final ones. Going right into it. Whoa. I mean, I'm, I'm whale, just, right? Just a whale, yeah. It's the whale. For me. Yes. Yeah. You're next. So, yeah. Yeah, it is obviously the whale. Okay, good. Go I mean, and if it's not on your number ones, you all, you, all, you are soulless bastards. In my opinion. <laughs> We're soulless bastards. <laughs> all my picks are so full of shit. I mean, Darren Aronofsky, Brandon Frazier, mm-hmm. th- they knocked it out of the fucking park. It was fantastic. I felt, 
such an array of emotions. I don't think I felt in such a long time. It was, it was beautiful. Brendan Fraser's performance was fucking superb. I, this man has outdone himself in any way I could possibly think. Excellent. Yeah. I'm so glad I hit you like that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this movie twice. You did? did you? Hmm? Nice. Yeah, good. It hit both times. It was nice. I'm not nice, but you know, I'm glad. Be horrifying, also. <laughs> well, um, I'd have to mirror the same thing he said because it is my number one as well, and it's oh. just so good. It's um, everything. The movie. It's so contained, right? Um, and uh, Brendan Fraser just—I mean, really, just his voice. Really, I can watch this movie just hear him talk. To be honest with you. Um, in a weird way, and it's, it's also how he teaches his kids, right? Because um, he, he never shows his face um, to his students. And um, it's just like seeing this person uh, struggle through life, but at uh, putting himself through this almost like just self-inflicted torture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and feeling that he needs to go through this or that he's just decided to go through this Um it's, it's weird, and I feel like um, a lot of us do this to ourselves, um, and it's just not visually per- you know, perceived sometimes, or sometimes it is, you know, with uh, just different, just differently. Um, his, is, his obsession is food, you know, and, yeah. um, or his punishment or his whatever he chooses to hurt himself with is food compared to others with alcohol and other things, right, drugs. Um, and it's just, it, it's crazy to watch to see this, like, slow decaying of a person and uh also just going through this self-inflict pain and the person's pain and knowing the person's trauma and just what the person's dedicated themselves to do for um their future or their potential future just to have meaning in his life at the same time um it's it's very impactful um and it hits and it hits a lot of things to i think anybody can relate to to be honest with you um, yeah, it was just a really powerful performance. It uh, reminded me of like leaving Las Vegas in a way, how, but instead of booze, he was using food to kill himself. Yep, that's all. Yeah, I yeah very much sure. so. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. And so you don't know, you don't know Nicholas Cage's history. You just know. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know anything about his life. Just that he's on a spiral. That's it. <laughs> well, the way you get a history point. Yeah, you, you do. You understand. Yeah. yeah, that's a hell of a week. Um, yeah. yeah, wow, that's your number ones, guys. The whale. Mm-hmm. The Moby Dick story. No, it's Shut not. up. Wow. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. My number one has is not the whale. You guys have a guess? No, you soulless bastard. Not, have you listened to my picks? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. uh, my guess would be everything, everywhere, all at once. Luke, what do you say? If <laughs> He's just thinking the whale the whole time. I mean... He just like that it's not is the whale. Is a whale? Tell him, uh, what is that? That three thousand years of longing. Oh man, that was a short list. That's one. It's like my number eleven, I think. RIPD two. And okay, it is. Shut the fuck up. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. Obviously, it's yeah. fucking everything, everywhere. I'm not gonna read the synopsis. Roth just read it a bit ago. Um, this perfect, messy film caters to different sensibilities in different ways. A person, maybe Luke, 
might see this film and resonate with the mother-daughter theme above the rest and will inform the rest of the story in that sense. Likewise, one can resonate with hope and hopelessness, being an immigrant or being a first generation in a foreign country. Roth, you know, about feeling like a failure or success. I said Roth. Oh, yeah, you too. Shut up, immigrant. Right. About feeling like a failure or success in life, about the monotony of daily life and routine, being an artist or not, about what you feel on the afterlife, about karma, about the very space we inhabit and more. This movie literally is everything, everywhere, all at once. It also helps that this film manages to transition from mood to mood flawlessly, whether it's something comic or tragic or suspenseful. The universality of everything, everywhere, all at once is what makes such a grand title worth it. And the film very special and heartwarming. I love this movie. It never stopped. It never left off. It never left from March or whenever we saw it. I figured as much. That's why you kind of, uh, what the hell... You know, when I said you're number one or number two, I mean, I don't know if something yeah. moved it. I, I'm surprised you never the whale moved you. I'm, I'm surprised that the whale moved it at all uh, to to number two. It was so big. It just you talk about little. Luke is like offended. Like I'm offended that you moved. I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, a hundred percent. Do you know what? This is this is the movie I was trying to rewatch again to see if it was gonna. It was fighting for number one and two. Really, to yeah. be honest, yeah. My one and two were they were set in they weren't set in stone. It was just quicksand i guess i don't know oh. so just the impactfulness of the whale just had to be my number one it just yeah no i get it it was kind of like moonlight like you walked out as a different person yeah well that that is that is some that is a mouthful of the thing you said there uh i did not feel that with the whale i can't say that but like yeah i get that feeling because i felt that with moonlight and i felt that with everything ever all at once honestly so yeah i understand now if i've done something to you just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. Uh, with all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody schoolchild. But you didn't say anything to me. And you didn't do anything to me. Well, that's what I was thinking, like. I just don't like you no more. Uh, let's get into honorable mentions. Classic. Ralph, what do you have there? Oh, no, Luke. Luke first, sorry. I'm kidding. Yeah. Luke, what do you have for honorable mentions? <coughs> um, Bambi 3, the Bambining. <laughs> Bambining? Uh, I like Belle, uh, Pump of the Cinephile, uh, Windfall. Uh, Son of the Hedgehog 2, yeah. No. <laughs> uh I thought I men came up in my mind a lot, but I was like, mm. "Not really." It, it, like not in a good just, way. I, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, petite, mom, uh, petite maman, obviously. Don't worry, darling. Amsterdam blonde triangle sadness. Damn. Yeah. So that month was good for you. That's not bad. Right. The Fablemans. Yeah. So. All right. Raf, what about you? I don't mention. Um, uh, Morbius. Yeah, the menu. Uh, Banshees of Inner Sheeran as well. I yeah. I had that on there. Um, Petit Maman, same thing, very similar. I had it as my shortlist. I actually had a RRR as my uh, on a shortlist. No lie, me too. Yeah, it was it was up there, and I was just like, man, it was so good. That movie so, so fucking it was so good, good, but I was just like, also like, I'm like, ah, oh, so Bollywood though. The shoulders though. Those yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, literally the heavy lifting i had a i, I had the menu as on the shortlist as well i had hustle on the shortlist 
Um, but it was on the bottom end of the short. And not see that movie. Yeah. I know you hate Adam Sandler, but anyways. Oh, oh, that's the basketball one. They thought yeah. it was good. I did was intrigued by it, but I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had the, um, which was fighting with Belle for a little bit, the One Piece Red movie, but only musically. Um, mm. Yeah, so like I, yeah, it, yeah I'm totally well, that, biased. Funny you say that, because next week we're launching off our new soundtrack podcast. Right. The movie soundtrack. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, and then um, I also had, a, what's it called? The, the, no, that's it. Yeah. Okay. movies. Obviously, I made a secondary top 10. I'm just going to say them, rattle them off, 11 to 20. My number 11 would have been 3,000 Years of Longing. It was on my number 10. I, I, so I remember you had said it was so. It was very powerful when you it saw was, it. And I was like, man, it's going to be I, – I just figured I was like, man, it's somewhere on his list. I just don't know Basically, where. Basically, my 11 to 15, they were on my top 10 at one, at one point. I, it was okay. hard. I, I, I rearranged <laughs> today. That's how far. That's how unsure I was. So 3,000 Years of Longing, my number 12 is The Banshees of Inisherin. Number 13 is that horror movie Bones and All that I really like. Oh, was it good? Yeah. Number 14 is All Quiet on the Western Front, the horror epic. Uh, number 15 is Mad God. I really love that movie. Number 16, Wendell and Wilde, the animated film. 17 is Triangle of Sadness. My number 18 is Nope, but yep, you know. Number 19 is Emergency, a movie no one talks about. It's from Amazon Prime. Really good movie. And number 20, we reviewed this. I love this movie so much. It's Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Great sci-fi concept. Oh, yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. We reviewed that early in the year. Oh, I think that was before I was on the show. Yes, it was before. I recommend that. It's on my iTunes if you want to see it. Good, yeah. fun time. Uh, short, no, no Avatar, huh? No, I mean, I love them. I like the movie a lot, but like, no, it didn't make my origins. No. <laughs> I just made another top 10. In my, yeah, my yeah. other short list, yes, it was there. <laughs> Shut up. Short, short um, list. No. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, Top Gun was also on that. All right. Uh, what are we going on against? Disappointments? Yes, disappointments. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Totally agree. Moonfall. I didn't see that one. <laughs> Don't. Uh, the Black Phone, which I, everyone loves except us. I yeah. Uh, we had some problems with this shoot, but I didn't. Apparently, hating it. Uh, we met in, we met in virtual reality, which I saw. People wrote about how it's such great like documentary and i was like what the oh really fuck is it's on my list you? this is on my list of disappointment this is the first one yeah you um that's number one on my list of unfortunately <laughs> <I'm not> um <laughs> fucking shit man yeah clerks three fucking kill mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. um yeah. sad uh, to say morbius didn't see it I didn't see it <laughs> and hocus pocus I, too i, I have didn't standards see didn't see it either <laughs> I'll go with mine. You're lucky your son isn't into Hocus Pocus, Rob. So, oh, thank fucking God. Yeah. Um, yeah so, anyways, my uh, my disappointment <laughs> is uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Um, I think you guys already heard what I said. It was a disappointing thing for me. Yeah. Uh, Black not Phone, a good year for Mar- not a good Black, Marvel. Black movie. Phone. What? Yes. It wasn't. I, I'm going to mention it as an honorable mention of a disappointment. It just wasn't a, what I what I expected and wanted from the movie. Yeah. But that's my problems with the movie. That's my, my problems from expecting and wanting it from the movie. Yeah. Um, so again, so it's not a disappointment on that end. Um, yeah, Marshall virtual reality, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pause of Fury was a little disappointing for me. Pause of Fury, yeah. Legend of yeah. Hank, Blazing yeah. Saddles. Right, no. right, right. Not right. That's the problem. <laughs> um, Smile, Smile was fun, but at the same time, it was like, ugh, like I don't know, maybe just too much advertisement. Um, <laughs> so it ended up being disappointing to me in that aspect. Um, that's about it. All right, I have. Oh, wait, uh, Clark's also with, uh, yeah, Clark's, yeah, yeah. For me, Uncharted was kind of disappointing. Uh, Lightyear disappointing. Um, the Green Man, Netflix's most expensive movie they made, 
not that great. I don't know what the fuck they were doing there. Uh, Halloween ends. Uh, they should see it. on that. This is a really bad one. Don't ever watch this one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whatever we make they're doing. I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. I can't keep up with that series. Uh, well, I did, and this is really this is particularly bad. I have We Met in Virtual Reality, Clerks 3 as well. Samaritan, I had some problems with that movie. It was kind of boring. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing, I mentioned my griefs on that one. You hated the shit yeah, out of that I one. Fucking movie. <laughs> Try to be a good movie so blatantly that it fails. Anyway, yeah. as, I had three movies, though, that I had high expectations for but yielded low results. Yeah. One is Pause of Fury, Legend of Hank, because of what Fox said, that's a Melbourne I mean, That's thing. why I wanted to watch it, yeah. I, I know. That's, Me too. Same thing. Get my hopes up, bitch. Me too. Um, also, Men, you know, the guy who did Annihilation, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, you, you love that. Shit the bed. I, I mean, I was, the best part of that movie is like the end of the like. <laughs> yeah, weird the body we yeah, yeah, body. Yeah, 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 that's that fucking that was. crazy. Yeah. I'll never unsee that. Never I mean, unsee never that. that yeah. When I think of men, that's where my mind goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a bad yeah. scene, I guess. The bad. And then my another high expectations, low reward. My final one is Blonde because I really wanted to. You know, I was conflicted with that movie, but yeah, oh, Jesus, how many mistakes in that movie? A lot. <laughs> so. Uh, those are our disappointments. Now, mo- there's a little interesting one. Movies that they didn't get, meaning there are movies that you liked that for some reason the world did not like. Anything comes to mind, I can start it off if you want. I, I have one, and I-, I felt like it was a flash in the pan, mm-hmm. and either you liked it, but I don't think I, I don't, it just didn't do his, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't see people were, didn't get it. Uh, mine was Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Um, I yeah. felt like the some people that I talked to were like, "Yeah, man, it's fucking amazing, everything great," and other people were just like, "Yeah, just no, nah, just I don't get it." And I'm like, "What's that to get? Like, it's every, it's all these, like, it's done so well, all these callbacks, all these, you know." And I'm just like, "I don't understand what you don't get. It's such a great buddy cop movie. Like, what do you, what is, yeah. what's, going, what's going on here? Like, how do you fuck this up?" I go like, "Did you not live through the '90s? Like, oh yeah. Jesus." Like, I just felt like that whenever anybody would complain about it to me. So, that's one of them. For me, Crimes of the Future, I feel like that movie came and went super fast. No, And it didn't make much, I don't remember. And no one really talked about it. I mean, we talked about it in the show, but it didn't make much headway. Same thing with Vardo. A lot of people are making fun of that movie. And I get why. I just feel like it's instantly disdainful. I don't know why. Because the movie feels like it's pretty hard on its sleeve kind of thing. Uh, Mad God had no play in the world. <laughs> that movie look, took 15 years to make, and that movie is, uh, I think, great. Look, you have one? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, apparently, somebody said that Babylon isn't doing so hot, like, review-wise. No, but I don't know. I enjoyed it, so... Yeah. Is it the kids who are crazy? Or is it just me? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Now let's get into... Oh, do you have another one? Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Movies we didn't get. Movies that uh, were super popular, but I we didn't understand. Black Phone. Black Phone. Excellent choice. Smile is my choice. Yeah. Like People love that movie. Flocked to that movie, if you will. <laughs> Another one is Terrifier 2. I like that movie for what it was. Don't be wrong, but like, hailed as the most horrifying thing ever. No, no. Avatar. Fucking <laughs> shit. For me, that's a movie that you didn't get. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, don't Worry Darling. I didn't get that but i think that's because of harry styles yeah don't worry uh for mine was um yeah don't worry darling for sure mm-hmm. um I, i'm gonna go with uh i don't know I, so it's a weird one to say but i i don't know nope didn't hit for me mm-hmm. and i just i don't know there's something about it i'm just like i'm not there i okay cool <clears> i guess <throat> it's just for me it was just like oh, okay cool. 
But that, that's where it falls. Just okay. yeah. For me, the Fablements fits in this. I had some problems with it in a review. There is one movie that you guys will be upset about that I don't understand why you all got and I didn't get it. It is the whale. I didn't ultimately get it. I no, I got it was powerful. I got the emotion out of it. But the more I thought about that movie, the less good it looked for me. Um, in my opinion, obviously. Not that it's not a good it's still a good movie, I just don't think it's that great. Um so yeah, those are what movies you didn't get. Now one more thing here is omissions. What did we not see? How do we wished? Everything. Everything. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I didn't see this year, but yeah. Okay. Meh. Uh, tar. I missed it on Tar. Yeah. I wanted to watch it for sure. Um, I also wanted to watch, uh, what's that? The one that the, the thousand years, the 3000 years longing. Yeah, I did kind of want to see that. Uh, yeah. I just, it just, when it came out, I was like, oh shit. And it just went. Yeah. It made like, no oh. money. Yeah, it was one of those movies where it's like, I yeah. when they come out, I was like, oh, it's like last week. Oh, is it still? Nope, it's not in theaters anymore. Yeah, like, oh, okay. I should like, have said that also in movies that they, that, uh, yeah, they didn't get because yeah. that movie was great. Um, I have a little list here: uh, omissions, the outfit, Emma, um, the Bob's Burgers movie. Never saw that. I was curious about it. Elvis also was curious about. Didn't actually Wait, that came out this year. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. I watched 57 movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A movie called Pleasure, a movie called Vesper, Vengeance I've Never Seen, the one with uh, the guy from The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, the Woman King. If anyone's going to see that movie, I actually have it and I didn't see it, but I didn't buy it like Luke. Oh, I didn't want to see that Roar movie, <laughs> the Lion one. All Quiet on... Oh, the Lion movie. Um, the Lion movie, what? Is it called Roar? No, it's not called Roar. There's What's a show called Roar, though. Um, the one with Idris Elba? Yeah. 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 The Beast? Beast, Something, the Beast. There's a Beast. Yeah. Roar. That makes more sense. Roar. Roar. You didn't say that. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I didn't see bros. I wanted to see bros. After did Sun. I did, I, I did want to see bros too. Yeah. No, just the first one. Not this the first one. Yeah. Shut up for you. Um, that joke always works, by the way. After Sun, everyone saw. Every, critically, everyone's on this fucking movie. After, deck. after Sun? After Sun. Yeah. One word. Um, Causeway. Enola Holmes too. They was curious about Sun, that. Son with a U or O? Uh, U. Uh, something in the dirt made by the guys who did the Endless. She said I wanted to see that. Disenchanted. I love Enchanted. They made her sequel, guys, called Disenchanted. Emancipation. Want to see the Eternal Daughter? Also, a lot of critical headway. It's going to make the Oscar stuff maybe. Empire of Light. I wanted to see that. I did Babylon. See I really want to see Babylon. Did not get to see that one, guys. That you did. The Whitney Houston movie. I'm kind of curious about. Uh, there's a few foreign movies I'm not I do want to see that because musical but, biopic. Right. Was it a year um, for musical biopics, wasn't it? Again. Yeah, we had the David Bowie movie. Wait, was Elvis this year? Yeah, Elvis was Elvis this year. Elvis was this year, yeah. Shit, did I put Elvis on my list? Because I might have. Okay, 58 then. <laughs> um, oh my God, how is it not on my list? It's not, I guess. Are we sure it came out this year? I'm positive. Yeah, yeah. 58, boys. <laughs> what I say? <laughs> um. Anyway, and lastly, in omissions, it pains me to say that I did not watch many or any documentaries. I mentioned this earlier. It's been that way for a couple of years now. Maybe it's, you know. It was my worst year for documentaries. Maybe well. it's, yeah. It's re- this residue from the, the height and ongoing the, the problem is, I think a lot of documentaries are becoming like series. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's that, part of it. Also, for me, docs usually don't 
that's just like whatever. But, hmm. oh. but almost, almost never will make a top ten. So I did make a little list of documentaries that we obviously didn't see from the year that I hear were good, and now I would have seen had I you know cared about it. Um, speaking of blonde, there's a movie called The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe: The Unheard Tapes, may uh, which uh, may perhaps be better than Blonde. Might be yeah. better than that movie. There's Moon Age Daydream, a Bowie kaleidoscope view of his music. Oh, there is that one movie I do want to watch. It. There is a movie called The Janes about illegal abortions from 1968 to 73 that mirror current cultural landscape, of course. There's this movie I really want to see called Goodnight Opie, or Opie. Mars rover Spirit and Opportunity send Mars info for years to NASA and are treated in the movie like Wally, like they're sentient. Um, there's this movie I really want to see also. Uh, Matt actually, for real, it's on Disney Plus. It's called Fire of Love, about a married couple that are vulc- volcanologists traversing mega hot nature obsessively. I hear it's fantastic. I actually did see a trailer for this. Did not get to see it for real though. Um, Descendant about the banning of imported slaves in the U.S. in 1808. Cheery subject, and how the difference between what's written in history and what was changes perspective. And Laura Poitras, guys, the guy who did uh, the uh, lady who did uh, Citizen Four, has a new documentary in 2022. Um, Which also, one? Uh, Laura Poitras, the no, what's the documentary? All the beauty and bloodshed. It's also another historical thing about New York and about uh, uh, Purdue Pharma who created the opioid crisis somewhere. Oh, yeah, yes. I want to see that movie. And last but not least, there's a movie called Cow Sackler. Sackler, yeah. There's a movie called Cow, a close-up portrait of daily lives of two cows. Yeah. By Andrea Arnold, who's a great filmmaker. Um, that is it. I'll, that's all I have on the year 2022 in film. Um, you have yeah, anything else, guys, by the way? Before I anything? Oh, no, we're going to do a separate one. We're, for, we're looking forward to next year or no? No, yeah, we'll do it uh, We'll probably for the Oscars show. So okay. That's it. probably a good time for that. Um, but anything else besides that? Everyone's good? All right, that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Hope you stuck with us on this top 10 show. Don't forget that we normally come out every other Wednesday. This one will come out, uh, the next show will come out next week, on next Wednesday. And that'll be our top 10 films, TV, I'm sorry, top 10 TV shows, Jesus, of 2022. So join us until then. I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. Later. You will not remember the last hour and a half of what you have just seen. You will forget the contents of this movie.